Cats Community and Conversations, a weekly podcast dedicated to Medicine Hat and the surrounding area, hosted by Linda Tooth and Michelle Marshall. Stay tuned for more. Welcome back, everybody, to Cats Community and Conversation. We are excited to have the former f- police chief. Yes. And right honorable council member. Right honorable. Well, I don't know where time. that I don't know where that one came from, but wow. I'm just gonna use it. Do you feel it's pretty hefty? I feel like hefty. I feel like I need to curtsy almost. Like I did downstairs when I met him. Fantastic. You yeah. covered it. Yeah, was low. <laughs> Good. Uh, Andy? McGrogan. McGrogan. Welcome to the show. Yes. So it's our pleasure to have him here today. It is. And we're just, what are we talking about today, Linda? Everything. Everything and anything. But first off, let's, let's start with your adventure to Medicine Hat. Cause you're not from here, correct? Uh, no. Where are you originally from? I'm actually from from a little village called Bath in Ontario. Ah. Uh, So I came out here in 79 to visit my brother for two weeks and I haven't been home since. So. Or what was home? <laughs> okay. You know, the old story came out west, uh, met a girl, and uh, ended up staying here in this community, and eventually, uh, uh, you know, joined the police service at 21, and uh, always with the intention of heading back to Ontario, but really just fell in love with the community over the years, and uh, met my wife here, you know, in, I think, 84. I met her in 83. She's gonna, if she's listening, she's going to... No, she's going to correct you. Uh, uh, but anyway, <laughs> yeah. uh, raised a family here, uh, retired here, uh, and here I am. Can I ask you what it is about the community, Andy, that you like so much here? Because I have just been to Ontario. Oh, she's just adjusting the mic. There we go. Um, I've been to Ontario, beautiful province. Yeah. So what what is it about this community that you fell in love with other than the girl? Well, it's I always explain Medicine Hat to those when I was traveling, you know, as the police chief and whatever, that Medicine Hat is this great little community stuck out in the middle of nowhere. And I think the nowhere somehow makes it even more, I think, special. Mm-hmm. We're kind of isolated geographically. And, uh, you know, it's just such a, I, I remember actually the first night that I drove into Medicine Hat and I drove down First Street and the beautiful trees. And I went, wow, this reminds me of, you know, kind of where I grew up. And uh, it's just such a beautiful little community. Mm-hmm. Um, I was the closest of the people. I mean, I, I still miss the geography of Ontario. I grew up right on the lake. Uh, we used to flip the boat over in the morning and away we'd go fishing and whatever else we'd do. So I miss all that for sure. It had, I guess, an opportunity when I first became the chief to look at uh, some a potential position there. And uh, Cherry and I decided that we would just stay here. And uh, we're really glad we did. So here we are. So you are the former police chief of the Medicine Hat Police Service, correct? Uh, how long were you a police chief for? Uh, 12 years. So 40 years on the service and 12 years as the chief. Fantastic. So what led you down uh, the police channel, I guess, if you will? Well, um, I'd always thought of joining the OPP in Ontario. Okay. And, uh, you know, an ad came up in the paper and I thought, well, probably don't have much of a chance back in 1980. And I put my name in and uh, I was hired. So I'm forever thankful to a staff sergeant named Jerry Kostolansky, who uh, I guess saw something in me and uh, uh, they took a chance on me. And I guess I spent the next 40 years trying to prove them right. So I completely enjoyed my time. 
course, when you join, you know, as a constable on the street, you never think about being the chief. It's probably the last thing you think of. And it just kind of morphs into that over time. But, uh, you know, as time marches on, you know, I had an amazingly fun career. Like I, I think of all the amazing things I got to do. I mean, I was a dog handler for six years and it was fantastic. And my police service dog, uh, was Tracer. We had so much fun. He's a great partner to have. He never complained about me drinking too much coffee. Perfect. <laughs> uh, we went out and caught some. I always said it's the closest uh, thing to the cops and robbers you could ever play. You're out there basically following a dog's tail around, finding bad guys. It was so fun. And all the things that went with it. You know, did time with the tactical team. And I think it was 12 years there and enjoyed that. Uh, my One of my favorite times was as a detective. We... We had a great time. I had a partner. His name was Mick Nyman. He was a little older than me, kind of the old veteran. And I used to walk around be cleaning up behind him. But uh, we had so much fun, so many laughs and doing, like, I guess, a dark thing. But Yeah. Uh, lots of fun there. And then, you know, once you get on into the upper ranks, then, you know, you, you, you manage other police officers more than you police. But uh, uh, it's, it was a great, it was like five careers in one. So it was incredibly fun. And when I left at 40 years, I was happy to leave. Uh, I did my time, and I think I was the longest-serving police chief at the time when I left. Oh, wow. Province. And uh, I was happy to go, and there's probably some people that were happy to see me go. <laughs> <laughs> do, you miss, do you miss it at all when you do it for that long of a period? Like it becomes your life. Like yeah. You breathe and sleep that. Do you miss it? No, I didn't. I don't miss it. I, okay. I, I very much appreciated it, but I, I think there's some people that leave it. 25 years and they say, man, I, I wish I would have stuck around for a couple more years or whatever. But I, I was thoroughly done when I walked out the door. That's how you want to be, right? You want to be just, uh, I think, exhausted and happy to move on. Yeah. I really appreciate the work that they do. And uh, I'm complete supportive of the work they do. Um, all of our policing community, it's a tough job, mm -hmm. especially now. But uh, um, it is for, it's for the young and the energetic. I'm happy to move on. Excellent. And you left on your terms, which is always nice. Right? Yes. At that time, you you know, right? Versus them saying, yes. eh, you know, maybe Andy, it's time to go. Yeah. I always say I tricked him to the end. There you go. <laughs> I love it. So now you've done that in the, in the community and now you're on city council. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about that journey for you? What brought you to city hall? Yeah, the, the pandemic. I'm going to blame it on that. Mm, okay. So, so basically, I'd re been retired for about a year, and uh, the civic election was coming up, and I was quite frankly bored out of my mind uh, through the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I, I still had something to give. I was doing some coaching, um, some executive coaching, and but it just wasn't kind of filling the void. So I thought, well, here's something I could do that would be helpful to the community. I know the community. Uh, so yeah, I threw my name in and went through the election process, which was completely an adventure for me. I, I totally enjoyed it. Actually, I, you know, I was terrified to death of doing things like door to door, but, uh, I learned so much and had so much fun. Mm -hmm. I, I wish I would have started a month earlier and I did, but, um, yeah, it was quite the journey. So now I'm on council. Um, I'm the oldest guy on council, so I'm senior. So I get all the all those pokes from the other council members, which is fair. I mean, you know, it's the way it goes. But uh, a really great group of people. Um, we have different ideologies for sure, um, but I, they're just tremendous humans. So I, I really enjoy each and every one of them, and they're, they're awesome to work with. 
Do you, do you think there's going to be, because this is a fairly new council, like the city council has been pretty consistent uh, for, through the previous elections. Uh, do you think um, the new council is going to breathe a little bit of new life into the city? Well, you know, we're coming on to a one-year anniversary here. Yeah. Right? So it's not like uh, we just walked in the door. Yes, I th- I think so. Um, I It has taken longer than I would have expected to kind of get our feet on the ground. Um, everybody assumed that because I came from a city position that it would just be a cakewalk for me. But I have to tell you, it's a very large, complicated corporation when you think of utilities and gas and all that piece. And then this, the municipal side, it's, it's, it's a huge, uh, it's a huge, huge beast to march down the road. And we have some great staff at city at city hall and they do a great job. And it is definitely a different environment to kind of wade through that. Things seem to move slower Mm -hmm. than what I'm used to. It used to be, I guess, in the policing areas, you could say, okay, thanks for all your comments. We're, we're going that way. Right. This is a little bit, uh, probably a bit more of a process. And and probably rightfully so. I think you come up with maybe some really good decisions when you have so many people that are putting their mind to them. And, mm-hmm. and uh, I really give staff credit because it had to be tremendously hard for them to adjust to a brand new council. Mm-hmm. Right? It's got to be tough. So give them credit. Love that. Love it too. Yeah. What um, you told us an interesting story off air, and I'd like you to share it if you don't mind about going door to door in the yes. community and the and yeah. the individual that you met. Yeah. Well, I, I met a few, but uh, um, one night I was I was uh, walked door to door. It was right just before dark. We learned that we had to stop by dark because people don't want to answer their doors after dark. But anyway, uh, walked up these stairs. Of course, some old. I'm like, okay, I gotta go up these stairs. But all the way up the stairs, knocked on the door. Lady answers the door, gave her my spiel and my pamphlet. I walk all the way back down the stairs. All of a sudden, I can hear the door open. She goes, Excuse me. And I go, Yeah. She says, Are you from Bath, Ontario? (laughs) Yeah. She said, So am I. And, you know, we around the same age. We hadn't met, and it's a small village, but, uh, you know, we both knew the same people. It was just fun to have that conversation with her. So a few experiences like that, and a few, you know, people that you'd run into from, the policing career that would know you from whatever. And it was so anyway, I, I was afraid to death of door to door. I don't know why, but I, I completely enjoyed it. And I, you know, I loved all the, you know, the people that I met, there were some negative folks, but you know, that's expected. I mean, mm-hmm. every, you know, we all don't think the same and we mm-hmm. all don't, you know, there's people out there that don't share my views and I don't share theirs. And mm-hmm. That's okay. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. Yeah. It's good. That's what makes it a great community. I yeah, love it. I, I love stories like that. You know, Absolutely. If, you know, we can all just be tolerant and respectful of each other. and We don't have to agree. Yeah. We so, can agree you know, to disagree. Yeah. yeah. I mean, exactly. you know, like last night, you know, I don't know if you watch council, but the, the chicken debate came up and I swore I'd never get involved. in Oh, urban chickens. Chicken debate. And, uh, you know, it was defeated um, by a very narrow, <laughs> narrow margin. And, <sighs> and, but it's just funny, but, you know, everybody respects that everybody looks at it a little differently and, and it's not personal, and uh, you move on, right? So, and, and there's different reasons why things happen or don't happen. And, and I guess I'm learning, I guess, that uh, just to trust that process and that sometimes it's all right. So, did people want chickens in their yards? Is that what it's about? Well, yeah, there's raise people chickens. that want to raise chickens in their yard. And oh. uh, it so happens that my daughter in law was one of the 100 approved in Calgary. 
and uh, she's actually building her little chicken coop this weekend. So she's always <laughs> about it. And I, you know, I, I think there's some of us that think, you know what, let's not overcomplicate this. People yeah. have dogs and they have cats. Mm-hmm. They have parrots and, you know, if you monitor it and keep it, you know, I'm not opposed to it, though I don't want it to become, you know, a big deal for the community either. So right. it's like, you know, is there a way that uh, we could experiment with, with this without tying up city staff and basically writing a PhD to decide if we need, if we can have chickens in our, right. in our yards when there's a lot of communities that are out there doing it. But it's little things like that that, you know, come up. And I what I, I really found is, Municipal politics is really, it's the small things. It's the, it's the cracks in the sidewalks. It's the, it's the unsightly properties. It's, you know, it's not the, you know, it's not the big things. I mean, it's big to raise people's taxes. I get all that. But I mean, people are passionate about a lot of different things. Yes. It's quite interesting, actually. You get people that their life is about their bicycle and they want bike lanes and they Mm -hmm. want the whole city to, you know, to kind of be converted and uh, it's kind of, so you look at things differently. I find I do. I was in Victoria last weekend and, you know, the work in 10 years that they've done creating bike-friendly lanes, and it's just incredible. So there's lots of things that we could start thinking about doing as a community that are maybe a little bit different mm-hmm. um, to kind of, you know, modernize kind of our way of thinking. And Yeah, it's, uh, it's very interesting, I have to say. I'm, I'm pleased to do it. So a um, j- little bit off topic. Can we have bees? Is, or is bees the same as chickens? Is it kind of like one of those things where we're not sure if we can do that? If you don't know the answer, that's totally fine. <laughs> I can phone city council. <laughs> I can phone operations and ask them. I've I've just been always been curious, right? Because, you know, the big debate around the urban chickens yeah. and urban bees are starting to like more and more people are starting to want to uh, manage that themselves and kind of produce that themselves. So I'm, I've, that's actually a burning question for my husband. It's not really me. He wants to be a beekeeper. Yeah. So I'm just. You know what? I, I should know the answer because I've thought about it myself. Um, yeah. You know, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. But I, I don't know the answer, but I'll find out and get back to you. I love it. I love, <laughs> I love it. the answer. Andy, can I ask you, because I've lived in the Medicine Hat area and I now live in Redcliffe, but I grew up in Medicine Hat and I've been here a very long time. Mm-hmm. What is your, what is your vision for the hat in the next five years, where do you see us going? We're growing. Yeah. A lot more cultures are coming to live in Medicine Hat, which mm-hmm. is amazing. You know, where where do you think, where do you see us going? And I'm probably putting you on the spot and I do no, apologize. No, I think it's a, it's a really good question because if we're not thinking about that, then, mm-hmm. we're, not, then we're not looking really down the road at all. Mm-hmm. So there's a few things that I think um, keep me up at night. And one of them is all around our energy and mm-hmm. um, our gas wells are, they're drying up like mm-hmm. we've been using gas for. So what is our energy modes going to be? We live in a very hot, arid climate. Mm-hmm. And, you know, basically you almost need an air conditioner here to survive unless you're super tough. And so I worry about that. I know mm-hmm. I'm not answering your question directly here, but um, so what is our energy system? Gonna, are we going to have some sustainable uh, green energy and how do we pay for that? And, you know, as our gas supplies go and you've got carbon taxes that are going up, right. Which mm-hmm. makes selling gas more expensive and pr- producing electricity then more expensive. And so I'm, I, that keeps me up at night wondering about how we're going to find the, I guess the sweet spot there. 
The other area of concern for me is water. I mean, we have a, a river that runs through our city that, you know, I've heard different numbers, but 90,000 people. So, you know, if we grow too big, too fast, uh, how do we ensure that we've got enough water for everybody? Um, so that that's an issue. But as far as the community goes, I, I really would like to just see a nice, vibrant, we need to be a little bigger. Mm -hmm. I think we need to be that 100, 110,000. Mm -hmm. To, to draw, I guess, the the things that people want when they live in a community, more culture, mm -hmm. uh, bigger kind of venues and events. I think we're, it was almost like with the police service. We were almost too small to be functional. Like, I, I couldn't imagine running, and there are some that do at a police service any smaller. So it's all a proportion of scale. How, how what is the sweet spot and how big we want to be to be, a vibrant community, but not so big that we're worried about our electrical, mm -hmm. worried about our, you know, all the infrastructure issues and all those things. So, um, I'd like to see us. I'd like to see us grow um, in that 100, mm -hmm. 110 area. Mm -hmm. And and because I think I know I don't know what you guys think, but I go downtown now, and I know there was a lot of criticism over Tin Can Alley. They call it Town Square. And I, I think for the most part, it's, I think it's real, my view is it's kind of unwarranted. I think uh, I went down to Rib Fest just to have a look. It was vibrant. It was cool. There's mm -hmm. lots of great restaurants down, down there that a lot of people, so I'm really liking the feel of downtown. Um, we have a, a bit of a, um, an issue with homeless down there right now, mm -hmm. which is the other side of that <coughs> equation. So, you know, um, I, that vibrant downtown is exciting. I'd like mm -hmm. to see more of that. Yeah, I agree. You know, whether it be downtown or another area or other areas of the city, I think we, sometimes we focus on trying to breathe life into downtown, and we should, but there's other areas of our city that are really special as well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, keep growing, keep, uh, you know, bringing things to the community that people uh, are interested in and want to live here. We have to attract doctors and professionals and veterinarians. Veterinarians. Oh, yes. Uh, so, you know, we know that that's not easy sometimes to attract those folks. And I think a, a little, you look at Lethbridge, they're a little larger. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, one of the things that when we, when we, um, the Northwest Industrial Park is let's get some industry here and let's diversify it a bit. What, you know, let's get some ag industry here. Mm -hmm. and I know there's a project in the North to bring more irrigated land to the North. And, uh, you know, so can we attract business that's, not all oil and gas that's, you know, in, mm -hmm. in great. So we came close to having a, a really productive ag plant here, which would have brought good jobs, which would have brought more folks, you know. And so that's the type of thing. We need to grow our business. We can't, mm -hmm. we can't keep taxing citizens, the, mm -hmm. this, the homeowners, to sustain city growth. It's done through business and through, through that development, right? So we want to encourage growth and encourage people to come here. And sometimes that takes a hit at the beginning in order to, you know, incentivize them to come. And I, but I have no issues with that. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why we have a, you know, pretty competent city staff that kind of sort that, those economics out. And uh, so I think as council, you know, we want to encourage growth. And again, I'm sure I shouldn't be talking to council, but <laughs> I, I can pretty much tell you that, you know, we're all interested in similar things around that, right? Mm -hmm. And, and I have to agree, you know, as a small business owner, like, you know, we want to have the audience here or have the sustainability here so we don't have to look outside our our hometown, if you will. We want to be able to grow here as well as 
outside of that. So I think it's very, very important. Um, Linda, anything else you want to add? I just want to ask you um, oh. about your dog. Yes, dog. We forgot about the we dog. We forgot about dogs. <gasps> we really should bring... Which dog? Well, tell us about your pets. Present. <laughs> how, about, how about present? Yeah. Uh, so I have a little Maltese puppy. We had just out of New York. We had to put down after 15 years. But uh, I have a little Maltese, and we're actually out uh, looking probably to replace a little Yorkie. And so we're definitely dog lovers. We've always had dogs in the family, either pets or, you know, for that six years of my life, we had a police dog that lived with us, and that was uh, that was a great experience too. <laughs> so, yeah, pets are an important part of our life. I'm not a cat guy, I'll tell you that right up front. Oh, oh, dear God. Hit delete. Stop, <laughs> stop the recording, stop now. recording now. Oh, my God. I can't believe you just said that on uh, air. That's, that's harsh. Sure. I know. So, okay, a question. Why, why don't you like cats? Um, I, I didn't say I didn't like them. I I'm not a cat guy. Okay. What's your aversion to cats? Yeah, what's the is that, issue? Is here? that a better way to phrase it? Uh, they're just... Uh, Careful. They're hairy little beings who shed all over the house and True. So you get a vacuum and suck it all up. What's the issue? You know what? Well, I'm only I'm working going, part time. I, I'm I, good. I grew, I grew up as a, a kid with cats in our home all the time, and you know they're they're interesting. I like their independence and their, mm-hmm. their way of being. Actually, someone said to me, I was out for a walk one day, and says, "You know, cats and dogs are kind of like this is not me. Uh, kind of like liberals and conservatives." And I go, "Oh, really? How do you put that down?" Well, you know. Dogs are kind of like liberals. They just kind of go along with the flow and want to get along. And conservatives, uh, you know, the cats are more like conservatives. They just kind of do what they want. And so anyway, I just thought that was super Getting political. Funny. I know. I, don't, I, didn't, I just laughed. I thought, well, that's like, you know, it came right out of their mouth. It wasn't even like, I don't think it was rehearsed. And I thought, well, there might be a little bit to that. But uh, I don't know. Can I just say get that myself if, in trouble? Aren't well, you that, that's okay. Um, if you know, if you're looking at fostering a dog, we've got lots at the SPCA that are looking for a home. Yes. I thought I'd get a little plug in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they're yeah. a little bit bigger dogs than the Maltese and the Yorkies, but they're looking for a home, Andy. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Yeah. Just throwing that out there. Yeah, oh, no, just conversation. I've had, I've had my share of big dogs as well. We've had uh, a couple of shepherds and, mm-hmm. and what have you not. So yeah. Just putting it out there. You don't need to go to BC looking for a dog, man. I didn't go there looking for a dog. <laughs> All right, whatever. I went out there to fish. Uh, anything else we'd like to ask Mr. McGrogan, the right honorable? Is you know, what you call them? Yeah, the right honorable. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know what? I don't think so. I think it's just fantastic to meet you and to kind of learn more about you and, and your your views on council and your agendas. And I just really enjoyed the conversation, so... We could honestly sit here all day. We probably Again, could. Yeah. This is happening to us a lot, right? Like, it is. We just sit with people all day. But I do have a class at noon, so I do have to go back and educate <laughs> tomorrow's leaders. Turn the mic off. We'll get back to that conversation. <laughs> you know what? Thank you so much, Andy, for well, being on the show. We fun. really, really appreciate it. And uh, stay tuned for more, folks. Yeah. We've got more guests lined up and uh, more conversations about cats. Yeah, we sure do. And thank, thanks for answering my email, Andy. Some, some people don't, and I, I appreciate that. <laughs> the risk you took. <laughs> thanks for your time. Thank thanks, you. guys.